We want a wonderful life, but sometimes life seemingly won't cooperate. In a world of distractions, disappointments, and defeat, can you turn things around? Shalom and welcome to Jewish Voice. I'm Jonathan Burnus, and I want to thank you for joining us today. Would you like to know how to live a truly blessed life, a life of health, of happiness, and prosperity? Does a life like that sound just too good to be true? Well, recently I traveled to Dallas, Texas, and had the opportunity to spend some time with an old friend who really knows what the blessed life is. He's living it. In fact, he wrote the book on it. He's the founding senior pastor of Gateway Church, which is a multi-campus church with more than 24,000 active members. I think it's one of the fastest-growing churches in America. He's also the host of the weekly television program, The Blessed Life, and he's a best-selling author and is a dear friend of Jewish Voice. So let's travel together to Dallas, Texas, and let me introduce you to Pastor Robert Morse. Robert, thank you so much for agreeing to come back on the program. It's been too I'm long. I'm so glad to be here, John. Thank you for making great the time. great to see you again. I just came from your service, and I, I, I was amazed. It's remarkable. The, uh, I spoke Friday at the Messianic service at one campus. There's three now. There's, a, there's, there's a plans for a fourth, uh, a new Bible school uh, in partnership with King's College. It, the growth is amazing, and the impact that I see on this community is astounding. What's happening and, and why? Well, um, I know what's happening. I'm not sure I know all of the whys. <laughs> so it's the same way when God puts his hand on uh, any of us and we begin to experience God's blessing. We know obviously the ultimate why is it's for his kingdom. And um, <clears throat> God did, has done that with Gateway Church and we're grateful. We're grateful. We're, we're focusing on really seeing people not just saved, but, but healed and set free from past wounds and bondages and also discipled and equipped and then empowered, released, so that they can be serving in the, in the ministry that they have. Part of your life message is to bring people, bring God's people into the, bl the blessed life. Yeah. Talk about that a little bit. You, uh, the first fruits of, uh, of giving and, and how to enter into yeah. the blessed life biblically. You know, it really does go back to Abraham and God saying, I'm going to bless you so you can be a blessing. There's a purpose. In other words, God saying, I want to reach them all. So what I'm going to do is bless and empower you with the ability to be able to reach them with this message. And then when you reach them, I'm going to bless them so that they can bless others. And, uh, and I talk a lot about giving because I really believe Jesus talks about um, our heart being tied to our treasure where your treasure is, uh, there your heart will be also. I've even misquoted that as a pastor, and I've heard other pastors misquote it. They'll say, you know, the Bible says where your heart is, there your treasure will be. So in other words, if your heart is in Jewish ministry, then your treasure will be there. Well, it's really not that way. Jesus said where your treasure is, there your heart will be. And I'll give you a great uh, illustration of this. I was sharing with some pastors a while back. It's a very about, important point, by the way. Okay, well, I, I was sharing with some pastors about giving to the Jewish first, giving to, because that's scriptural, and we'll talk about that, I know, more later. But I was sharing with them about this, and one of the pastors left the meeting, and uh, he just kind of had the thought, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Just had that thought. 
And the Lord said to him, why would you not do that? Everything you've heard from this man has helped your church. Everything you've heard is based on the Bible. And he's one that he holds up the Blessed Life book. And he says, you know, if, you, if you're having any problem in the area of finances, and he calls it the orange book, you know, get the orange book. The Lord said, why would you not do that? And so he said, okay, I, I'm going to. So he started setting aside the first portion of all of his missions money to Jewish ministry and Jewish evangelism. Okay, in a less than one year, the church's finances doubled. Doubled. Mm. He didn't do anything else differently except doing that. He didn't even tell people what he was doing. They doubled. Now, that's not just good for the church. The church, uh, we know, are made, is made up of people. The people were being blessed because they were doing this principle. So there is that principle that when we give to God, God does want to bless us so we can be a blessing. And in this word works, God wants to bless you. So uh, I don't want you to go away. There's much more with Pastor Robert Morse ahead when we return. Stay with us. We want a wonderful life, but sometimes life seemingly won't cooperate. In a world of distractions, disappointments, and defeat, how can you turn things around? How can you find the blessed life? In his hope-filled book, The Blessed Life, The Simple Secret of Achieving Guaranteed Financial Results, best-selling author Robert Morris reveals the clear and simple steps you can take to change your world from bothered to blessed. In it, you'll discover the secret that will transform your family, your health, and your future. With humor, passion, and clarity, The Blessed Life presents the secrets of living a blessed life both financially and spiritually. This practical and faith-building resource is yours as our way of saying thank you for your gift of $40 or more. Because of your generosity, urgently needed medical care will reach hurting Jewish people in some of the most remote and impoverished places on earth. Call, click, or write to us now. And we'll also include Jonathan Burnett's power-filled CD and mini-book, The Expanding Kingdom. God used simple, small things, a mustard seed and yeast, to demonstrate His plan for increase and growth in your life. No matter where life has taken you, God wants you to grow and prosper. And with these encouraging resources, you'll find out how to experience God's wonderful life of blessing and favor. Now more than ever, your gift of $40 or more is critically needed to help Jewish Voice provide free medical care, eye care, dental care, and the good news of Yeshua, Jesus, to suffering people in desperate situations around the world. Make your life a blessed life as we work together to expand God's kingdom to the world. Call or click now. Welcome back to Jewish Voice. I'm Jonathan Burnus. Uh, what's the key to making your life a blessed life? God does have a plan for you to bless you. So let's go back now to Dallas, Texas, and my conversation with best-selling author, Pastor Robert Morse. We really do believe that the way you bless Israel is tell them their Messiah's come. And Acts 3 actually says that, that he came to bless you. Jesus came to bless you. So that's the blessing. And, and so we do believe in taking the gospel to the Jew first, and that's the best way to bless Jewish people, is to bless them with the gospel, to say, hey, every messianic scripture 
was fulfilled in Yeshua. That's great, because you can love Jewish people unto death. You can, yes. by, by withholding the gospel. Yeah, yeah, and a, and a Jewish person, this, uh, you know, I say a Jewish person can go to hell from Jerusalem as quick as he can go to hell from Moscow. So just to simply move one back to his land and not tell him about Jesus, I don't believe really helps them. Although it's wonderful to, to help a Jewish person get back to Israel, we've got to go on with the gospel. Yes. So here's what we started in the very first year of Gateway Church. I said, we're going to give 10% to missions. Now, by God's grace, that's about 20%. But we say, we're going to give 10% to missions when we started the church. And I want the first 10% of the missions fund to go to Jewish evangelism. And I actually want you to write the check on January 1st, February 1st, March 1st, April. I want you to write it on the first day of the month. God wants the whole world saved. But when you give the first of your missions finances to the church, whether if, if it's an individual or church, when you give the first of your missions, pardon me, to Jewish evangelism, the rest I want is you to blessed. expound on this, this okay. because this is deep-rooted in your yeah. life, and I so appreciate this. Can you expound on this? Yeah, Why should um, the person watching... Uh, give the, the first fruits of their giving to Jewish ministry. Uh, why should they? Why should church leaders that are watching be so concerned about this? That's great for you, but yeah, I got up one morning, I had my quiet time, and uh, I was reading through the Psalms, and I got to the verse, "Pray for the peace of Jerusalem," and the Lord said, "I want you to do that." So I said, "Okay," and then He said, "No, I want you to do that right now." So I said, "Okay." So I stopped reading the Bible, and I started praying for the church. Because my understanding was when the word, the Bible said Jerusalem, it meant the church. That the church had in essence replaced the Jewish people. So I started praying for it in the Lord, the church, and the Lord said, I didn't tell you to pray for the church. I told you to pray for Jerusalem. And so I said to the Lord, you're going to love this good Gentile preacher here. I said, well, Lord, when the Bible says Jerusalem, <laughs> you know, helping him, it means the church. And he said, no, it doesn't. It means Jerusalem. And course i thought well he probably knows because he wrote it you know so so i started praying for the jewish people i'd never done that before though and then i went into an elders meeting and uh, one of the elders a great friend of yours wayne wilkes and uh he said guys i feel like we need to pray for jerusalem today and i said that was my my quiet time this morning and i said you know what god told me and i shared it i said you know that it that he cares about the jewish people and we started talking about it and we spent the whole day instead of doing business in the word the whole day and we read Ezekiel, and we read Isaiah, and we read Romans. And, and what happened was God opened my eyes through his, through his scripture, like the two disciples on the Emmaus Road. He opened their understanding, and all of a sudden I saw taking the gospel of the Jews first. And, and a, how new love, actually, a new love started to develop? Because I know that started. church you came from, Wayne yeah. works for, heads the MJBI right. uh, with us, Messianic Jewish Bible Institute, and there's yeah. this profound love for in understanding scripturally of God's faithfulness to the Jewish people yeah. and his commitment to them, and that he's told the, the, the church is to be a vessel of that love yeah. and provoke the Jewish people to jealousy. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you're called to. So keep going from there. You have this okay. revelation. I have this revelation. So when we start Gateway, we started on that foundation. Uh, we started then later a messianic service. Uh, you know, and it's the first Friday of every month. Well, we have service on Saturday and Sunday to get all the, all the people in. So really the first service we have every month is to the Jew first. So it's just become a lifestyle for us. But this pastor calls and says, um, hey, Robert, will you come do this, speak at the pastor's conference? And I said, yeah. And he said, I'd like for you to speak on why Gateway is so blessed. Because we have been very blessed. Numbers, people coming to Christ, finances, you know. 
And I said, you know, I don't want to speak on that. It makes it sound like I'm bragging or something. I don't want to get up and say, hey, let me tell you why we're so blessed. He said, no, Robert, they're asking for this. They're wanting to know because, and, and I thought about it differently. I thought, well, you know, God wants everyone blessed. So I'll, I'll do this. So I worked about three hours preparing this message on why Gateway is so blessed. And I mean, I literally am finishing it, closing my laptop, and the Lord, it's just like he kind of was standing right there, and he said, uh, that's not right. <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, it would have been great if you'd have shown up three hours ago, you know. And so I said, well, why is Gateway so blessed? And this is what he said. He said, there was an orphanage. And that's the way he started. Just like when the disciples would ask a question, and he would say, there was a farmer, and you'd think to yourself, he must have forgot the question. You know, he's going to tell us a story now. But the story is the answer. So I said, okay, well, why is Gateway so blessed? He said there was an orphanage. And there was the, the, the head of the orphanage was a very, very cruel man. And a very kind and benevolent father lived down the road. And he wanted to adopt every child in the orphanage. So he came up with a plan to adopt 10 children and show his love to them so that the others would desire to be adopted too. And it worked. The others then started choosing for that father to adopt them. And then the original ten got jealous and left. And the Lord said to me, and then one day you, Robert, came to me and said, Father, I love living here, but I have a burden for your original ten kids that left. Would it be all right with you if I try to get them to come back? And he said, I pulled out my wallet and said, how much do you need? And he said, that's why Gateway Church is so blessed. That is powerful. In a parable. In a parable. I, I hope you're catching all this. this. This is right from the heart of God. And he showed you then his compassion and love and longing for the lost sheep of Israel to yeah, come back. Yeah, and it's such a balanced message because he wants all the kids in the orphanage. He wants the whole world saved. But he's grieving because his original family got hurt and left. And so I want to go to every Jewish person now and say, listen, you're part of God's original kids. And just because I've come to believe in him doesn't mean that you can. And I want to share the gospel. I want to take the gospel to the Jewish people first. And I want to take yeah. the gospel to the whole world. Yeah. We're, we're in an economic downturn. People are struggling. And, and we get lots of letters from you. Maybe you're out of work. Uh, maybe you're about to lose your home. Your home is about to be foreclosed on. Just give us a thumbnail sketch of some of the things that people can be doing, practical things at, at home, where they can start now to, to enter into the blessings of God. Yeah, because I, we both believe that you can not only survive through economic hardship, but prosper. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, God can send ravens to take care of his children. Uh, he can rain manna from heaven. He can bring water out of the rock. And he hasn't changed at all. I believe there are a couple things that, that every person can do. First thing is to really stop robbing God. We really do rob God, and he said it. I didn't say it. You know, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm the messenger boy. Uh, he said, you know, will a man rob God? You've robbed me, and you're under a curse. If we can get people to give the tithe to the Lord first. Now, not because it was under the law, but just because we can't throw stuff out just because it was under the law. You know, thou shalt not murder is under the law. We can't throw that out. Thou shalt not commit adultery is under the law. We can't throw that out.
But in tithing was way before the law. I mean, A, you got Abraham, you got Jacob, but even you go back to the garden, you go back to Genesis 4, and Cain doesn't give his first fruits, but Abel gives the firstborn. And God doesn't accept Cain's except Abel. So if we can get people to really tithe, tithing opens the windows, and it breaks the curse, and it rebukes the devourer. The second thing, then, is that you live below your means. So if you're in debt, yes, you need to give the tithe, and then you need to reduce your outflow. You need to live below your means uh, when and get out of debt. When Debbie and I got serious about this, we said we're not spending anything until we're out of debt. We are not. If it's not necessity, if it's not food, and, and if it's not necessity. And I remember her hair dryer broke, and she said to me, this is a necessity. <laughs> and uh, I said, I agree with you. But I said, I just have a strange feeling. It was, well, we're getting ready for church. I said, I just have a, a strange feeling that let's just pray first and ask God to provide how he wants to provide. So we joined hands and prayed. We went to church. A lady came up to us with a Walmart sack and with a hair dryer in it and said, I was at Walmart yesterday. God told me to buy this for you. Now, I want you to notice something, too. It was the day before, before ours broke. But God knew we were serious about giving the tithe to him and getting out of debt. And those are probably the first two steps is to live below your means and to give God the tithe. Robert, thank you so much. Jonathan, for thank you so Please much. Please come and visit us in Phoenix. I can't overstate this enough. God wants to bless you. Why? So that you can be a blessing to others. He wants you to be fully submitted to his kingdom and he wants to expand everything in your life. He wants to bless you. You need to believe that. I'll be back in a moment and teaching more on this principle called the expanding kingdom. Stay with us. We want a wonderful life, but sometimes life seemingly won't cooperate. In a world of distractions, disappointments, and defeat, how can you turn things around? How can you find the blessed life? In his hope-filled book, The Blessed Life, The Simple Secret of Achieving Guaranteed Financial Results, best-selling author Robert Morris reveals the clear and simple steps you can take to change your world from bothered to blessed. In it, you'll discover the secret that will transform your family, your health, and your future. With humor, passion, and clarity, The Blessed Life presents the secrets of living a blessed life, both financially and spiritually. This practical and faith-building resource is yours as our way of saying thank you for your gift of $40 or more. Because of your generosity, urgently needed medical care will reach hurting Jewish people in some of the most remote and impoverished places on earth. Call, click, or write to us now. And we'll also include Jonathan Burnett's power-filled CD and mini-book, The Expanding Kingdom. God used simple, small things, a mustard seed and yeast, to demonstrate His plan for increase and growth in your life. No matter where life has taken you, God wants you to grow and prosper. And with these encouraging resources, you'll find out how to experience God's wonderful life of blessing and favor. Now more than ever, your gift of $40 or more is critically needed to help Jewish Voice provide free medical care, eye care, dental care, and the good news of Yeshua, Jesus, to suffering people in desperate situations around the world. Make your life a blessed life 
as we work together to expand God's kingdom to the world. Call or click now. Our topic on the program this week is the blessed life. Now, you may ask, how does this tie in with the ministry of Jewish Voice, which is to help you understand or discover the Hebraic or Jewish roots of your faith? And the answer is, in every way. In fact, the exhortation to bless the children of Abraham, the Jewish people, is directly connected to blessing. Genesis 12, 30, I will bless those who bless Israel, who bless the Jewish people. God wants to bless you. In Romans chapter 11, the engrafting of the Gentiles is for a purpose to provoke the Jewish people to jealousy. How do you provoke a Jewish person to jealousy? By displaying the blessings of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God wants to bless you so that you can be a blessing to others. Now, uh, this theme of blessing carries through from Genesis all the way through to Revelation. Uh, I was uh, in devotions one day, and I was reading the parable of the mustard seed. And in the parable of the mustard seed, Jesus, Yeshua, is telling us that the kingdom of God, the nature of the kingdom of God, is like a mustard seed, a little tiny seed. When you plant it in the ground, what happens? It expands into a great plant that's able to uh, harbor the birds of the air. Uh, Yeshua tells us that the kingdom of God is like yeast, that when you work into dough, it causes the dough to expand. In other words, the nature of the kingdom of God, that which is unseen, the kingdom of God is revealed in that which is seen, the mustard seed, the tiny mustard seed, the tiny yeast, the nature of the kingdom of God is that it's always expanding. A wonderful verse that illustrates this is in Isaiah chapter 9. Now, we're all familiar with verse 6, which says that unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. But in the verse that follows, we're told of the increase or expansion of his government, there shall be no end. And I sought in that moment that God wants us to submit ourselves to the kingdom of God, and when we do, he expanded. This is a principle of the kingdom of God. I don't have time to go into this in great detail. Let me give you one simple example because this works with everything. It works with our finances. It works with our talents. It works with our time. And in effect, when we submit our lives to God, uh, we're, we're submitting ourselves to his kingdom and it brings about this expansion. Here's the example. The little boy, we all know the story, only had two fish and five loaves. I believe they were small fish. They may have even been rotten by the time they were given to Yeshua. The five loaves may have been crusty, may have been dry. Your life may be crusty and dry right now, but when this little boy submitted this to Yeshua, the two fish, the five loaves, what happened? He was submitting the little he had to the kingdom of God, and the result was expansion. Why? Because this is the nature of of the kingdom of God, and as a result, 5,000 people were fed, and there were 12 baskets of food left over. Why? Because he submitted the little he had to the kingdom of God, 
And the nature of the kingdom of God, we're told from the parable of the mustard seed, is that the kingdom of God is always expanding. That's what God wants to do with your time. That's what he wants to do with your finances. That's what he wants to do with your talents. He wants to expand them. He wants to bless you so you can be a blessing to others. Come to where heaven and earth meet. Join Jonathan Burness in the Holy Land, November 30th through December 11th for the Jewish Voice 2012 Israel Tour. Experience a land of rich history, walk where Yeshua walked, and explore the very backdrop of the Holy Bible. You'll visit Tel Aviv, Jaffa, Caesarea, Nazareth, the Sea of Galilee, the Mount of Beatitudes, and more. Call or click now for more information. I hope that you'll join me this year in Jerusalem. See you there. At Jewish Voice, our passion is to carry out our mandate and our mission to go anywhere in the world where God's chosen people, the Jewish people, need our help. Our medical outreach recently returned from Addis Ababa and Waliso, Ethiopia, where the results were stunning. More than 16,000 people, Jew and Ethiopian alike, received free medical care, dental care, eye care, and listen to this, more than 5,100 accepted Yeshua, Jesus, as their Messiah. This year already has been phenomenal, and we have so much more work to do still. In fact, soon we'll be conducting our very first medical outreach to the impoverished Lemba Jewish community in Zimbabwe. This is a tribe of over 20,000 Jews who live in abject poverty. I'm talking about people that have never seen a doctor, never seen a dentist in their life. And it's friends like you who make it possible for us to help needy Jewish communities like the Lemba and your prayer and faithful support are so greatly appreciated. Now, to show our appreciation for the wonderful and important work that you help us to do, I'd like to sow something back into your life. First, I want to send you Robert Morris's book, The Blessed Life. God really does. Listen to me now. God really wants you to have a blessed life so that you can bless others. And Robert's best-selling resource lays out God's plan and purpose for you, not for the other person, but to bless you. I also have an important teaching that I've done called the Expanding Kingdom that I want to send you. God showed me a very important principle that will absolutely change your life if you get a hold of it, and that is that whatever you give to God in faith, he expands. The parable of the mustard seed and the, the parable that's tied to that of the yeast clearly lay out the nature of the kingdom of God and that it's always expanding. It starts tiny, and then it grows into something huge. And that's what he wants to do in your life. He wants to do it with your finances. He wants to do it with your talents. He wants to do it with your time, with everything. He wants to supernaturally expand everything in your life. This teaching, along with the book, The Blessed Life, is going to show you how it works. Your gift is going to help us to reach out to Jewish people in need with life-changing medical care, dental care, eye care, and most importantly, the gospel, the good news of their Messiah. Just know that we love you, we thank God for you and for your faithfulness, and we want you to prosper so that you can bless others. 
Well, that's all the time that we have for today. Be sure and join us again next week. And as we go, I want to remind you, the Bible exhorts us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem and promises they shall prosper that love thee. For all of us at Jewish Voices, this is Jonathan Burns saying shalom and God bless you. Jewish Voice is made possible by the support of friends and partners like you. 